Section 37 of The Underground Railroad, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Underground Railroad, Part 4, by William Still. Section 37. Helpers and Sympathizers at Home and Abroad. Interesting Letters, Part 2. Topsham, Vermont, April 3, 1858. Dear Friend Still, I entreat you not to infer from my tardiness or neglect that I am forgetful of my dear friend in Philadelphia. For some time past I have done injustice to many of my friends, in not paying my debts in epistolary correspondence. Some of my dearest friends have cause to censure me, but you must pardon me. I have two letters of yours on hand, unanswered. One of them I read to the sewing circle, and part of the other. For them I most heartily thank you. You are far kinder to me than I deserve. May God reward you. I long to see you. My head and heart is full of the cause of the slave. I fear I give the subject too much relative importance. Is this possible? I preach, lecture, and write for the slave continually, and yet I don't do enough. Still I fear I neglect the great concerns of religion at home, in my own heart, in my congregation, and in the community. I wish we were located near to each other. We are far separated. I am almost isolated. You are surrounded by many friends of the cause. Still we are laboring on the same wall, though far apart. Are we not near in spirit? You see by the papers that we have begun trying to do something in our Green Mountain State. The campaign has fairly begun. We will carry the battle to the gate. I see our friend Miss Watkins is still pleading for the dumb. Noble girl. I love her for her devotedness to a good cause. Oh, that her voice could be heard by the millions. I hope that we can have her again in Vermont. Give my kind regards to our mutual friend, Miller McKim. Will I not see him? and you at the anniversary in new york do you ever see reverend wilson is he doing anything for the cause i wish i could peep into your house to-night and see if there are any packages on hand god bless you in your labors of love yours truly for the slave n r johnston while it was not in the power of mr johnston and his coadjutors to render any great amount of material aid to the committee as they had not been largely blessed with this world's goods Nevertheless, the sympathy shown was as highly valued as if they had given thousands of dollars. Not unfrequently has the image of the singularly faithful minister entered the writer's mind as he once appeared when visiting the synod of his church in Philadelphia. Having the Underground Railroad cause at heart, he brought with him, all the way from Vermont, his trunk well filled with new shirts and underclothing for the passengers on that road. It was characteristic of the man and has ever since been remembered with pleasure. From another quarter, hundreds of miles from Philadelphia, similar tokens of interest in the cause of the fleeing bondmen were manifested by a ladies' anti-slavery society. In western New York, which we must here record, as the proffered aid was wholly unsolicited, and as the committee had no previous knowledge whatever of the existence of the society, or any of its members, and withal, as the favors conferred, came at times when the cause was peculiarly in need. 
the committee oft-times being destitute of clothing or money the idea that the underground railroad was providentially favored in this respect was irresistible we therefore take great pleasure in commemorating the good deeds of the society by copying the following letters from its president mrs dr brooks ellington november twenty first eighteen fifty nine mr william still dear sir in the above-named place some five years since there was formed a ladies anti-slavery society which has put forth its feeble endeavors to aid the cause of breaking every yoke and letting the oppressed go free and we must trust through our means others have been made glad of heart every year we have sent a box of clothing bedding etc to the aid of the fugitive and wishing to send it where it would be of the most service we have it suggested to us to send to you the box we have at present you would confer a favor upon the members of our society by writing us giving a detail of that which would be the most service to you and whether or no it would be more advantageous to you than some nearer station and we will send or endeavor to that which would benefit you most william wells brown visited our place a short time since recommending us to send to you in preference to syracuse where we sent our last box please write letting me know what is most needed to aid you in your glorious work a work which will surely meet its reward direct ellington chautauqua county new york your sister in the cause mrs m brooks ellington chautauqua county new york december seventh eighteen fifty nine mr still dear sir yours of the twenty ninth was duly and gratefully received although the greater portion of your epistle of a necessity portrayed the darker side of the picture yet we have great reason to be thankful for the growing interest there is for the cause throughout the free states for it certainly is on the increase even in our own locality there are those who five years since were ashamed must i say it to bear the appellation of anti-slavery who can now manfully bear the one then still more repellent of abolitionist all this we wish to feel thankful for and wish their number may never grow less the excitement relative to the heroic john brown now in his grave has affected the whole north or at least every one who has a heart in his breast particularly this portion of the state which is so decidedly anti-slavery at a meeting of our society to-day in which your letter was read it was thought best that i should reply to it a request with which i cheerfully comply we would like to hear from you and learn the directions to be given to our box which will be ready to send as soon as we can hear from you please give us all necessary information and oblige our society you have the kind wishes and prayers of all the members that you may be the instrument of doing much good to those in bonds and may god speed the time when every yoke shall be broken and let the oppressed go free yours truly mrs dr brooks p s i have just learned that john brown's body passed through dunkirk a few miles from this place yesterday a funeral sermon is to be preached in this place one week from next sabbath for the good old man mrs dr b ellington january second eighteen sixty william still dear sir enclosed are two dollars to pay freightage on the box of bedding wearing apparel etc that has been sent to your address it has been thought best to send you a schedule of the contents of said box trusting it will be acceptable and be the means of assisting the poor fugitive on his perilous way you have the prayers of our society that you may be prospered in your work of mercy and you surely will meet with a reward according to your merciful acts 
two bed quilts thirty two eight dollars five bed quilts twenty four fifteen dollars one bed quilt twenty eight three dollars and fifty cents two pairs cotton socks three seventy five cents three pairs cotton stockings four a dollar fifty one pair woolen stockings six seventy five cents one pair woolen stockings four fifty cents three pair woolen socks two seventy five cents five pair woolen socks three a dollar eighty eight cents eight chemise thirty two four dollars and fifty cents thirteen men's shirts sixty six cents eight dollars fifty eight cents one pair of pants twelve dollar and fifty cents six pair overall pants eighty cents four dollars and eighty cents three pair of pillow cases one dollar three calico aprons two seventy five cents three sun bonnets two seventy five cents two small aprons one twenty five cents one alpaca cape eight one dollar two capes one twenty five cents one black shawl four fifty cents total fifty six dollars fifty one cents the foregoing is a correct list of the articles and the appraisal of the same please acknowledge the receipt of the letter and box and oblige the anti-slavery society of ellington mrs dr brooks the road was doing a flourishing business during the short time that the station received aid and sympathy from the ladies anti-slavery society of ellington and little did we dream that its existence would so soon be rendered null and void by the utter overthrow of slavery we have great pleasure in stating that beyond our borders also across the ocean there came help to a laudable degree in the hour of need the numbers of those who aided in this special work however were very few and far between a hundred percent less so far as the receipts of the philadelphia committee were concerned than was supposed by slaveholders and their sympathizers judging from the oft-repeated allegations on this subject it is true that the american anti-slavery society and kindred associations received liberal contributions from a few warm-hearted and staunch abolitionists abroad to aid the great work of abolishing slavery in reference to the philadelphia vigilance committee we are safe in saying that except from a few sources no direct aid came how true this was of other stations we do not pretend to know or speak but in the directions above alluded to we feel that the cause was placed under lasting obligations the webs of dublin and the mrs wiggums of scotland representatives of the edinburgh ladies emancipation society were constantly in correspondence with the leading abolitionists in different parts of the country manifesting a deep interest in the general cause and were likewise special stockholders of the underground railroad to philadelphia in common the stockholders at home these transatlantic investors were willing to receive their shares of dividends in the answer of good conscience or in other words from the satisfaction and pleasure derivable from a consciousness of having done what they could do to alleviate the sufferings of the oppressed struggling to be free having thus shown their faith by their works it would be unjust not to make honorable mention of them last though not least at the risk of wounding the feelings of one who preferred not to let the left hand know what the right hand doeth we may contemplate the philanthropic labors of one whose generosity and benevolence knew no bounds whose friendship devotion and liberality were felt in all the principal stations of the underground railroad whose heart went out after the millions in fetters the fleeing fugitive the free proscribed ignorant deprived of education whose house was the home of the advocate of the slave from the united states 
especially if he wore a colored skin or had been a slave. We would not venture to say how many of the enslaved this kind hand helped to purchase, Frederick Douglass and many others being of the number. How many were assisted in procuring an education? How many who pined in slave prisons were aided? How many fleeing over the perilous underground railroad were benefited? The all-seeing eye alone knoweth. Nevertheless, we are happy to be able to give our readers some idea of the unwearied labors of the friend to whom we allude. Here again, we are compelled to resort to private correspondence, which took place when Cotton was king, and the slave power of the South could boastingly say, in the language of the apocalyptic woman, I sit as a queen, and shall see no sorrow. When that power is maddened by desperation, by the heroism of the martyr, John Brown and the fettered bondmen were ever and anon traveling over the Underground Railroad. In this darkest hour, just before the break of day, the heart of the friend of whom we speak was greatly moved to consider the wants of the oppressed in various directions. How worthily and successfully her labors gave evidence of an earnest devotion to freedom, the mode and measures adopted by her, to awaken sympathy in the breast of the benevolent of her own countrymen, and how noble her example may be learned from a small pamphlet and explanatory letters which, when written, were intended especially for private use, but which we now feel constrained to copy from a sense of justice to disinterested philanthropy. End of section 37. Recording by Greg Giordano. Newport Ritchie, Florida.